Good morning. It's so great to see you all this morning. We are delighted that we can be together and we welcome as well our uh, virtual community and thankful that we can be together. We thank you, uh, those of you who are here, for your keeping those masks on over your nose and your mouth and thankful for we get to carry out our mission of taking care of each other. We uh, are looking forward to receiving communion a little bit later in the service. If you've not yet had the chance to grab a little packet that has communion elements in it, make sure to do so during the service and have it ready for when we come to that time when we come to God's table. Uh, a few announcements uh, that we'd like to share with you. Uh, a week from today, February the 14th, we sent a postcard out about this and didn't put the date, but February the 14th, we didn't want to make you guess too long, we are having a drive-through here on our property in the parking lot uh, at from 3 until 4.30. It's a Valentine's Day drive-through where we'll get the chance to sort of share God's love with one another. We would love to have you join us for uh, a chance to meet up uh, with different stations on the campus where you'll learn about our, our journey into Lent. We will be handing out Lent devotionals. We'll be giving you ashes to go in case you would like to receive ashes at home uh, in a safe way. We'll be, we'll be giving you greetings from the Church of the Palm staff, and we'll be giving out little treats to your furry friends. We'll be listening to some live music from the Lacey Jane Band and a whole lot more. So We'd love for you not only to come, but bring with you a little bit of an offering, and that would be to support our dear friends over at the Emma Booker Elementary School, where we uh, seek to give them a little bit of an Easter celebration. So bring uh, with you either some plastic eggs and or some M&Ms, uh, preferably in a large bag, not individualized, and some jelly beans, not individual jelly beans, but a bag of jelly beans, and we will have the opportunity for you to drop that off, and we will uh, be giving, uh, a con contributing to that effort over at Emma Booker Elementary School. We would love to have you come in half-hour increments, so beginning with the first letter of your last name, A through H comes at 3 to 3.30, I through Q comes from 3.30 to 4, and R through Z comes from 4 until 4.30. So it's going to be a great day. Hopefully you'll put that on your calendar and join us uh, a week from today from 3 until 4.30. Of course you'll join us at 10 o'clock as well for our service if you should choose to come and worship with us in person. On Monday, the 15th of February, we're going to have our continued race and the church discussion. Uh, it will be via Zoom. You can register on our website. And uh, we'd love to have you come, and we're going to be reflecting on the book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, a inter very interesting book, a very provocative book, and we invite you to read that. And if you haven't had a chance to read that, there's several podcasts out there uh, through which she is interviewed. We have a guest speaker from Light of the World Church, Harold Young, that will give us an overview of the book, lead us into a discussion. So again, you can register on our website and join us from 6 until 730 on February the 15th. 
And as the band is making its way out, uh, we're looking forward to February the 17th, Ash Wednesday. We are going to begin our journey. We'll be worshiping in person over in the sanctuary. You can also worship with us via the live stream at that same time at 6.30. We begin our Lenten journey. You'll receive the sign of the cross and ashes in a creative and safe way. We will begin this journey through Lent, and uh, we'll look forward to having that time together and or online uh, again, 6.30, Ash Wednesday, February the 17th. Our Wednesday night uh, documentary discussion on Thomas Merton uh, will be at 6.30. Register on the website. If, you've not, if you haven't had a chance to find that, it is actually on the YouTube channel. So uh, go look for, under YouTube and find it there. And uh, it's a great little biography of Thomas Merton. And join us uh, for that discussion uh, at um, at 6.30 on Wednesday evening, register online, and then most importantly, go Bucks.
right. Well, uh, as we get ready to uh, come to God in prayer, we want to remind you of the four ways to give. You can, of course, if you're worshiping here in person, there's baskets available. Well, my assistants are here. Isn't that nice? Uh, but also, uh, if you are perhaps worshiping with us online, you can certainly give through, uh, my, uh, through the website or by texting and all the other ways by which we make that available. Just check it on our website. We are grateful, as always, to be together in prayer, to pray for ourselves, to pray for our families, to pray for our extended Church of the Palms family. We have been recently been praying for one of uh, our extended family, Matthew Shute, who is a, uh, a military, um, uh, military officer in uh, Colorado, and we've been praying for him specifically, especially as uh, dealing with all the realities of COVID and being far away from home. And we're inviting people to uh, take uh, his address and send him a note or send him a card and uh, just two per week. So I need two volunteers and these lovely ladies will make those. Uh, so raise your hand if you'd like to send a card way back there in the corner and right over here. Perfect. Thank you. So as we go to God in prayer, I'd love for our assistants to introduce themselves so we know who's behind those masks. I'm Olivia Mason, and I'm a senior at Venice High. Excellent. I'm Jaden Ray, and I'm a junior at Venice High. Excellent. Venice High. Go Venice. <laughs> All right. Any prayer concerns that you'd like to share with us today as we come go to God in prayer? Right over there. I have two sisters that were in the hospital this week. Uh, one had an issue with her Parkinson's disease. She is now in a short-term um, facility in Ohio. My other sister had a mass on a kidney and had it removed, and we are waiting for the pathology report. Okay. Can we have their two names? Barbara and Loretta. Thank you. Barbara and Loretta. Thank you very much. We'll pray for them. Yeah. Mm. Other prayer concerns? Right over there. Actually, just, just uh, thanks. Uh, my son Matthew, is, uh, everybody's, he's really appreciated the prayers. Um, he had to drive to Virginia Beach. He left last Fridays there for a six-week training course. Naturally, got caught in that nor'easter oh, for three days driving by himself. It was totally miserable. Okay. But two days before he left, he did receive a care package from one of the members of the church here, which he really appreciated. Took with him, so he had that to enjoy, and he really appreciates uh, nice. all the prayers and the thoughts that everybody is Great. giving for him. Great. So we also thank you. Yay! Good, wonderful. Such little things go a long way, don't they? Yeah, that's great. I wanted to lift up Cindy Hedgepath and Bruce, but Cindy's um, already struggling with Will's passing, and then her father is in hospice, right. so rough. Right. Yeah. Cindy and Bruce Hedgepath, Bruce, former pastor here uh, and a partner with us in our mission efforts. Um, her, Cindy's father is on hospice care, so we'll keep them in their in our prayers especially in the wake of her son Will's passing just a few months ago Sue 
I'd like to ask for prayers for Barbara Fulton's 101-year-old father and his wife who, are, who live in Indiana and have had COVID. They seem to be doing fine, but, you know, it's tricky at that age. And for all five members of our church who are suffering from COVID right now, please pray for all of them. Thank you, Sue. All right. COVID is real. It's touching way too many people. All right, thank you very much. And let us now go to God in prayer. Let us pray. We are so grateful, O oh Lord, that we can come to you in prayer and know that you hear the whispers and the moans and the yearnings of your children. We are grateful, O oh Lord, that even as we have shared these names and these situations and these stories that you have heard, all of what we have shared and that you have already gone ahead to begin your work and coming alongside of those who are struggling. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will be uh, with our church family as we continue to do the best we can to minister to the variety of hurts and uh, difficulties that people are facing and ask, O oh God, that you will continue to raise us up that we may be an encouragement to so many. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will continue to bring your healing upon our nation and ask, O oh God, that you will help us to see that we are neighbor to neighbor and that we are here to be walking alongside of those, whether we agree with them or disagree with them, and ask, O oh God, that you will nurture us as we seek to be nurturing others into your grace, into your mercy, and into your love. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. We're beginning a new series this month of February called, How Does Your Garden Grow? And I just want you to take a peek at the beautiful table that Christine Elliott put together for us for the month as our tangible reminder. She's so gifted and we're so grateful for her sharing her gifts. We're going to be taking a look at God, the tiller, the planter, the nourisher, and the pruner. And all of this is in the effort to help us grow into and produce the new fruit of February, which is generosity. We're going to start today with that well-known parable of the four soils that Jesus tells in all three synoptic gospels, but we'll read it from Matthew 13, beginning at the first verse. Hear the word of God. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. 
Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose up, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Open our hearts and minds, merciful God, and help us to listen for the good word you intend for each one of us on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we may not be farmers here in Sarasota, but most of us probably cannot imagine a sower being so careless or so reckless with his precious seed. That alone kind of makes you stop and think for a minute about Jesus' story. Preaching professor Tom Long claimed that Jesus taught in these confusing parables in order to make people think deeply about what the gospel is all about. He claimed that Jesus didn't want people to grab the gospel too quickly because such an action would result in bad faith or shallow faith that wouldn't last long. It was in that connection of wanting people to grow deeper that Reverend Long told this story. The great preacher, George Buttrick, was once flying on an airplane. He was furiously scribbling some notes for his sermon when the man seated next to him asked, Say, what are you working on there, sir? Well, my sermon for Sunday. You see, I'm a Christian preacher. Oh, the man said, well, I don't like to get caught up in all the complexities of religion. I like to keep it simple, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule, that's my religion. I see, Reverend Butcherick replied, and what, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm an astronomer. I teach astrophysics at a university. Ah, yes, astronomy, Butrick shot back. Well, I don't like to get caught up in all the complexities of science. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. That's my astronomy. Who could ever need more than that, eh? Well, today, we are going to dig a little bit deeper and see what Jesus is trying to teach us about God and about ourselves. The first thing that I picked up on in reading this parable was the behavior of the reckless sower. God the sower is flinging seeds extravagantly, generously, indiscriminately, not judging at all which people and places are worthy of them and which are not. It reminds me of the prodigal son who has that father who is so extravagant and generous with love for maybe even especially for his wandering son. That kind of generosity gives me hope because I know that throughout my life I have certainly been like all four types of soil and I'm just praying that God will continue to toss out the seed of the Word of God so that I might receive it and actually grow a bit of good fruit. Let anyone with ears listen. So what did you hear? 
Where are you today in this parable? Are you like the soil on the hard path? That first batch of seed fell on a footpath. The soil's main task is not receiving seed, but receiving feet. It's hard-packed ground that receives the activity of people, not the activity of the sower. And I wonder, has something hardened your heart and mind so that the word cannot penetrate and grow? I can imagine this type of soil is found in a person who has experienced a loss or a heartache that just calcified around their heart. Their lives are marked with bitterness and resentment. Many times this comes from a heart that just can't forgive, making it impossible to hear the word of God. Mark Nepo writes, To listen is to continually give up all expectation and to give our attention completely and freshly to what is before us, not really knowing what we will hear or what will happen. In the practice of our days, to listen is to lean in softly with a willingness to be changed by what we hear. Maybe instead of the hard path, you find yourself more like the rocky soil. I read that some soil in Palestine was thinly laid across limestone. A rain-like dew common in that area made the topsoil damp and therefore nutritious. Seed falling in it would immediately come to life. But when the sun rose and cooked the dampness away, the seed and its life were just as immediately scorched and withered away. This is like the person who hears the word of God and truly receives it with great joy, but there are no roots. So at the first sign of trouble or hardship, the person immediately falls away. Do you feel shallow in your faith or in your study of God's word? Growing roots takes time, and it takes some intentionality, and it often, for me at least, takes a person or a small group to hold me accountable. If you are sensing a stirring to want to grow deeper, I would encourage you to contact Pastor Mingy to join a small group or to join us in Lexio Divina on Wednesday mornings where we meditate on Scripture and we share how God is speaking to us. Or just begin to read your Bible every day. There are great free reading plans that are easily accessible on the internet. Growing our roots deeply into God's word with God's people allows us to survive the trials of life and still bear some good fruit. The poet Hafiz writes this about God. Not the God of names, nor the God of don'ts, nor the God who ever does anything weird, but the God who only knows four words and keeps repeating them, saying, Come, dance with me. God is always available, but sometimes it takes a calamity to actually make room on our dance card for God. It's those dances with God that deepen our roots and help us to flourish. Perhaps today, your soil is full of thorns and you are only able to hear the word of God through a choked listening. The great and small causes of the world get your energy and attention like breaking news or Facebook. 
The world promises salvation through success, security through wealth, happiness through beautiful things. Who among us hasn't allowed the seed to be choked out by the world? It reminds me of the story of a monk who once found a very precious gemstone. He put it in his knapsack and he carried it with him. One day, he met a traveler in need who asked the monk to share some of his provisions. The monk opened his knapsack and he reached his hand in to share his food. And when his fingers touched the gem, he lifted up the stone and he gave it to the traveler. Overjoyed by his great fortune in this valuable stone, the traveler went on his way. A few days later, however, the traveler caught up with the monk. He begged him again, saying, Please give me something more precious than this stone. Please give me that which prompted you to give me the precious stone. Maybe on this day, you humbly find yourself to be fairly decent soil. You're in a position to regularly hear the word of God, You strive to understand it and make it your own, and then, of course, it grows within you, and you bear good fruit. Friends, how does your garden grow? Are you flourishing? As I reflect back on my childhood, it seems that to prepare a garden, a garden that will flourish and produce fruit, one must, of course, remove the rocks, pull the weeds, And then, one must till the soil. When it's broken open and apart, the seed that is planted in it has a chance to germinate and grow deep roots and then produce some really good fruit. Sometimes we have the courage to till our own ground by taking a long look at our dark stuff inside rather than just covering it up. But we may need a counselor or a spiritual director, or a close friend that can help us as we go through this journey. We can use all of that stuff for compost. What is compost, after all, but a bunch of old garbage that's being put to good use in the garden? We know it's junk, but once it's aged and brought out into the light, it can become gold and it can help us to grow and to flourish. Unfortunately, it's often suffering and pain that breaks us open. I recently read the book called Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser. In it, Glenn tells the story of his family. Glenn and his wife, Connie, had three children. Eric and Ryan were their identical twin sons, and Katie was their younger daughter. Life was good. Glenn had a high-paying job, and Connie stayed home with the kids, managing their endless activities of sports, scouts, school, and backyard play. The kids excelled. They were Eagle Scouts, state champions in sports, high honorees in academics, and accomplished musicians. So many blessings, so easily taken for granted. Eric and Ryan went off to college, one to study mechanical engineering, the other electrical engineering. Eric earned an opportunity to study for a semester abroad in Melbourne, Australia. They communicated often over the next five months and shared in the adventure that Eric was having, playing rugby, rock climbing in Brisbane, playing saxophone and drums in a jazz combo that he formed, sheep herding in Adelaide, and dirt biking in the outback. 
Eric was filled with the joy of living. On the way to the airport to catch his flight back home to his family, Eric crashed his rented motorcycle. His body was found in the ditch. As you might imagine, the entire family plummeted into the depths of despair. Glenn wrote, my delusions of control were destroyed the day Eric died. My family fell apart. None of us knew we had been living on the surface of a bubble until it popped. For months, the family was submerged in pain and agony. Glenn wrote, the place of hopelessness and fear is real. Some people never leave that place and are broken into pieces. Glenn and his family came to understand that although they do not have control, they do have choice. Victor Frankl, the Austrian psychiatrist who survived the Nazi death camps, wrote in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, life holds a potential under any circumstances, even the most miserable ones. Frankl says, we have a gift that no one can take from us, a hopeful, expansive, and eternal soul. Frankl wrote, you have the freedom to choose your attitude in any given set of circumstances. I don't know if Glenn was familiar with Dr. Frankl's work, but he echoed his sentiment. Glenn wrote, although we might get thrust down into the deep, dark water, God wants us to come up to the light, but God will not force us to do it. We are free. We can choose darkness, fear, addiction, and despair. We can choose light, hope, meaning, and joy. Glenn wrote, by the grace of God, I chose life. Six months after Eric's death, after 23 years with a company that was grooming him to be the CEO, Glenn quit. He chose family over career. The family then rented a secluded cottage on the lake for a summer. They read, they sailed, they rested, they ate well, they took long walks and canoe rides in the moonlight. They cried a million tears. By September, they felt ready to begin again. Connie became a hospice volunteer. Ryan returned to college and began playing his saxophone again, as well as coaching a 10- to 12-year-old Little League team. Katie went to Bolivia to help uh, homeless kids for a couple of months. She's studying to be a nurse. Glenn, well, Glenn accepted a vice president position with a small nonprofit 15 miles from home. It's a meaningful job, and he has a real passion for the company's mission. Glenn wrote, Eric is always near. They see him in nature, birds, butterflies, rainbows, and sunsets. But mostly, they feel him. They are awake, and nothing can break their circle. Nothing will ever be the same again since they've been broken open. Friends, whether our soil is hard-packed, full of weeds, or just a bit shallow, 
I think our heart responds to Jesus and the words he uses at the table and in the miracle of feeding thousands, just a couple of fish and some dinner rolls. Jesus takes the bread. He breaks, blesses, and gives it away. In his generosity, we find abundance and blessing. In the same way, Jesus takes our broken life, blesses it, and when we choose to give it away, we too can have a life that flourishes and bears good fruit. As we prepare for communion, I invite you to get your little baggie out and uh, you can remove the little chalice. And of course, uh, you'll want to eat the bread first and then following that, the juice. And then when you're done, you'll want to put it back in the baggie and deposit it in the waste basket on the way out uh, the door. Friends, we're all different types of soil, aren't we? whether we're rocky or thorny or hard as a path or a little broken up or maybe a lot broken up. We get to be invited this day to come to this table, received by the love and grace of Jesus. Welcome to begin again a new relationship with God. So come with whatever soil you bring knowing that God, the gracious farmer, is seeking to plant something new in you, seeking to bring about new fruit for the sake of the world. Hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread. after he had blessed it, he broke it. And he said, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. When you eat of this, remember me. And then after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. When you drink it, remember me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death until he comes again and he will come again. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks that you love us so much that you would break your body and shed your blood for us, that you would nourish the garden of our lives with these elements of life, and that we would find in your grace and your love that which we would need to nourish that seed that you plant such that we can be a garden that grows. So Lord, attend to us by your Holy Spirit that we may know of your presence, that we may be surrounded by your love, and that we may bear fruit for the sake of your world. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Receive now the gifts of God for the people of God.
Well, Justin's right. I do love it. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. What a gift. Um, my hope and my prayer this week, friends, is that we all spend just a little bit of time wondering about how we could prepare our soil so that the Word of God will go deep inside of us. And now may the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes, the love of God reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe. And all God's children said, Amen.